Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Saturday, and this is day four of our 40-day journey through the season of Lent. We begin the season by hearing the truth about our sin and the limits that have been placed on us by our own mortality. We also hear of God's love for us and the amazing grace of God that has saved us in Jesus Christ our Lord and has removed the barrier between us and God and has called us back to live in fear, love, and trust in God above all things. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, O God, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Praise to the blessed and holy Trinity, one God, who gives us life, salvation, and resurrection. The Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it. Your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. A reading from the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Read the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tested by the devil. He fasted forty days and forty nights, and afterward he was famished. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written he will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you do not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him again, It is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give to you, if you will fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. 
Then the devil left him, and suddenly the angels came and waited on him. Did you notice the similarities to the temptation Jesus faced and the temptation faced by the woman and the man in the garden? In all of these cases, the tempter seeks to separate people from God by implying that God is withholding something good and then enticing people to exercise their own powers for their own benefit, apart from God and God's word. They gain something on their own. The tempter twists a small grain of truth, a small longing or a small need, into a big lie that deviously inspires people to action, an action against God or against their neighbor, or even against their own humanity, and all the while making them believe that they are doing something good. The woman and the man did not eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because they wanted to do something bad, because they wanted to put a finger in God's eye or rebel. They ate it because they believed it would make them good. They believed they were doing the right thing. The temptations that Jesus faces in the wilderness, at the temple, and on the mountain are not tempting because they are bad and evil choices in and of themselves. They are temptations precisely because they appear to be good and wise choices that would make a better life for Jesus and even offer the promise of making this world better. All apart from God, outside of God's word, and in their own way. The temptations we find Jesus facing in this week's gospel, just like the temptation the man and the woman faced in the garden, are faith killers, designed to separate us from the grace and love and goodness of God and send us out on our own. Over the years, I've had the privilege to listen to people at the breaking point of their faith. And as I reflect on those conversations, I have been struck by the way they reflect the trials that Jesus faces right here. Just as Jesus is tempted to turn stones to bread at the end of his fast, we struggle to trust God's goodness in abundance and promise to provide for us, especially when we are hungry and afraid that we will never be fed again. Like the children of Israel, we grumble that trusting God has led us into deprivation, that we must act on our own if we are to take care of ourselves. We feel like we are in this world alone and must provide for ourselves. Just as Jesus is tempted to throw himself from the pinnacle of the temple, we quickly become disillusioned when it seems like God has not shown up for us when we thought we needed God the most, when we were falling or our life was falling apart, we grow angry with God. We question God's goodness because of all the pain that we suffer and all the pain that we see in the world, pain that God seems to promise to prevent throughout all of Scripture, and yet we continue to suffer nonetheless. And just as Jesus was shown the kingdoms of the world in all their glory, We long for power, autonomy, wealth, appreciation. 
if not for us ourselves, then for those who are like us, for those who will make this world better for us, for our cause, for our nation, or or even for God. Think of how great it would have been if Jesus would have just gone out to become a global ruler, if he would have made this a Jesus Christian world. Each of these temptations will come back to Jesus in the course of his ministry. In one way or another, they are always with him and always with us. In this season, in Lent, we are called to self-reflection and repentance that strengthens our faithful relationship with God. In this first week in Lent, it's good to remember the first commandment that, that God presents to us that says, I am the Lord your God and then commands us that we should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. This weekend's gospel invites us into just that kind of practice, to examine ourselves for those things that have led us away from our trust and love of God alone. And we see Jesus resist by drawing close, close to the word of the Heavenly Father, and inviting us in him to draw close to God to renew that faith, that love and trust for Jesus' sake. This passage is not about exercising our willpower in the course of meeting some self-improvement goal. Don't let anybody sell the promise of this gospel for you, for that kind of pottage. Here is a call to turn and return to God in Christ. It is a call to anchor our life firmly in the fear, love, and trust in God alone, to put our life into God's hands, and in that faith to find that God has promised to give us all of these things, things that will come to us not by our own power or devices, but from the hands of a gracious God, in God's own time, and according to God's own purposes. And that's the twist in the story. In the end of this gospel, we find that God has given all of these things to Jesus and in an eternal and lasting and powerful way. To Jesus, through his faith and steadfast love for God, we find that he becomes the bread of life for the life of the world through his death for us. We find that God does not leave him in the grave, but but there is a resurrection from the dead and an ascension to God's right hand and a promise that he will come again to judge the world, to judge the living and the dead in glory. All that the devil tried to tempt him to do, according to his own devices or according to the devil's own ways, Jesus resists and receives so much more from the hands of his loving Heavenly Father. So how much more will this God give to us the promises of eternal life through our patient faith in Christ our Lord. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, to remember your holy covenant. 
This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. And the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high, shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gifts of relationship with others, for the communion of faith in your church. For who else, for what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for the people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction, for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For who else? For what else do we pray today? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and our actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Ever-living God, author of creation, we give you thanks for your gift of water that brings life and refreshes the earth. We bless and praise you, for by water in the word we are cleansed from sin and receive everlasting life. Join us again this day to the saving death of Christ. Renew in us the living fountain of your grace, and raise us with Christ to live in newness of life. For you are merciful, and you love your whole creation, and with all of your creatures we give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, who gives us new birth by the water and the Holy Spirit, and forgives us all of our sins. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.